welcome to the worldwide broadcast of the Ted and Austin Brower Show, bringing you the latest world news and health research. I hope you guys are having a fantastic day today. And I want to address a few things and make sure that everybody knows. And I'm going to give you guys some articles here and some facts right offline. I've had a lot of people emailing me, and they're saying, you know, Austin, we're hearing the same thing you are. The hospitals aren't being overrun. The deaths from COVID are not skyrocketing, according to every medical official we actually talk to in hospitals. Why is the media lying to us over and over and over again if this is the case? I'm going to clarify this real quick. I've said this multiple times on the show recently, and I'm going to say it again. Fear porn is what the mainstream media promotes. They do not promote truth. They do not promote what is correct. We know this now. The media is designed to do one thing, and that's push the agenda or push the narrative. There was a hatchet job article that came out on Fort Lauderdale, well, was the state of Florida, but particularly Fort Lauderdale, two days ago, and it was actually quite irritating to me because somebody sent it to me, and they're like, this is kind of weird, Austin. I've never heard this before. And what it was, it was a study by WalletHub, a credit report and consumer website, who did a survey of the most dangerous cities in America, basically the least safe cities in America, right? So they basically went through and they looked at all the main cities, the large, you know, population density cities, and so it totaled up to 182 cities that met, that met the criteria. Fort Lauderdale got number 182, the very bottom of the list. It put Fort Lauderdale as more dangerous than Detroit, St. Louis, and Chicago. And they basically did a giant hatchet job on Florida, and they said one of the main reasons why Fort Lauderdale's become so dangerous is the explosion of COVID-19. They said some cities are simply better at protecting their residents from harm. The survey evaluated things like COVID-19 cases, the risk of natural disasters like hurricanes, and other things. They said, we fear certain kinds more than others, though, but COVID is the biggest concern in 2020, and COVID cases has been rising, with South Florida emerging as the epicenter of the pandemic in the state. Now, let me clarify something real quick. Fort Lauderdale is by far not the most dangerous city anywhere in the United States. I can tell you that right now. Now, if they came in, they said Florida City or Hialeah or some of those areas down there where a lot of the uh, individuals have migrated in from other countries and there's more violence and there's a lot of Haitians. I'm just putting that out there. There's a lot of issues with that down there, deep, deep South Florida. I would say mm, maybe in the state of Florida. But putting out a complete and total fear porn hatchet piece saying Fort Lauderdale is the most dangerous city in the country because of COVID cases is a complete and total fabricated lie from hell. Now, I'm not a huge fan of Fort Lauderdale just for the fact that it's very, very busy. The traffic's very, very heavy, but for the most part, it's a very well-off area. It's very high class, and the security and safety and law enforcement's fairly good out there. Does it have some type of crime? Sure. Does it have a few COVID cases? Sure. But what they're doing is now they're coming out with lie after lie after lie to try to keep the fear porn clickbait narrative going. Zero Hedge put out an article yesterday that was actually very good, and it took some of the headlines that CNN and a few other places were putting out there. One of them said, hospitals in Idaho, Pennsylvania, and Texas are overwhelmed by COVID-19 
patients, what they did was they looked up on data source and they said, well, let's, let's see what's going on in these states. So sure enough, as of December 4th in Idaho, out of all Idaho, there's 57% of inpatient beds in use and 14% are COVID across the entire hospital sector in Idaho. Okay, that's obviously not overwhelming whatsoever. A lot of, lot of hospitals can handle 125, 150% capacity if they need to. They're designed to handle that. So what about Pennsylvania, right? Seeing in male Pennsylvania in this. So Pennsylvania has 73% of all beds full and 17% are COVID. Now remember, this is during the peak season of the year when flu and pneumonia are usually at an all-time high. And so they're saying 17% of the cases in the hospital are COVID. That's, that's still not an epidemic, an overwhelming force in Pennsylvania. What about Texas? So according to data source on here, 73% of beds are full in Texas. 15% are COVID. Texas hospital CEO Mark Boom came out now and said that the COVID inpatient count is being grossly misrepresented and levels of alarm are completely unwarranted. He said, quite frankly, we're concerned that there is a level of alarm in the community that is unwarranted right now. There is not a scenario, in my opinion, where the demand for all of our beds would eclipse our capability. I cannot imagine it. I cannot. There is no crisis in any U.S. hospitals that I'm aware of. This is the main head of the CEO of the main hospital districts in Texas. So what's going on now is a complete and total fabricated psyop on the American populace. Yesterday, I had to call up Lakeland Regional Hospital, me personally. I had, I've been negotiating with them because I go in about once a year and I'll get like bloods drawn and you know basically just check up on stuff. I don't get any, anything weird, but I just like to get bloods tested. And so generally I have to negotiate with them a couple months. I told you guys I don't have health insurance. I pay just uh, you know self-pay on everything. So I called them up. We've got everything situated. And my, my total bill was like $98. So I paid it yesterday. And I talked to the lady. I said, I got to ask you a question. Since we got everything buttoned up with a bill, I said, all I hear about, you know, and I kind of, you know, I kind of played it off a little bit. I said, all I'm hearing about in the media is everybody dying everywhere. Florida cases going through the roof. Everything's overwhelming. I said, you're, you're in the hospital industry. I said, what, what is really going on over there? And she goes, well, she goes, I'm in the cancer, basically, section in billing where you're calling right now. So I'm not really over there, but I know a lot of people in Lakeland. And she goes, to be honest with you, nobody really knows what to believe anymore. She goes, we're all in the hospital, you know, as far as different areas of the hospital, but none of us have seen anything overwhelming when it comes to COVID whatsoever. She goes, I, I guess just, she goes, and they told us that masks work, and then they told us masks don't work, and then they told us masks work again, and we have to wear them. She goes, so we just wear our masks. We're not really sure what to do, to be honest with you, Austin. She goes, it's just everything's so confusing. She goes, I don't even watch the news anymore. She goes, and be honest with you, in our area of the hospital, Nothing's abnormal other than wearing masks, and we just we sanitize the rooms and stuff after people go in them even more effectively than we did before. She goes, but other than that, I don't watch the news anymore because it's so negative. And I said, well, fair enough. I said, this is pretty much the same thing I've heard all across the country. And so while we're seeing this complete and total lie being presented to the American populace, we have to understand what is the reasoning behind it and who benefits. There is a huge deal of money that is being made right now by this vaccine push. And we had basically one of our listeners and good customers call in. He talked to Steve. I just talked to Steve a little bit ago. 
he's one of the doctors and uh, physicians in Tennessee, and he said that they are still waiting on the Pfizer vaccine, where they were supposed to have it a week ago. I told you guys that, and they still have not gotten it yet. They said it's supposed to be one to two weeks out, and it's basically shipping in on dry ice. And Steve asked him, he said, do you guys have a freezer to store this thing at, you know, negative 94 degrees below zero Fahrenheit. I mean, what do you what do you get a freezer like that? He goes, well, we have one basically like incubation freezer that we can store it in. He goes, but the problem is we don't have enough. He said, so our hospitals had to go out and buy two more freezers. He goes, ironically, we're not getting any grants or any federal money for these freezers. And Steve goes, well, that's interesting. He goes, there's only like one or two companies in the whole country that make these freezers that go this cold, and they're exorbitantly expensive. And we're now all being forced, like every hospital around the country is being forced to buy these freezers that are, I mean, they're upwards of like $100,000 freezers to store these vaccines, and we're not getting any money for them. So we're wondering who in the world owns these freezers and how much money they're about to make when the entire hospital industrial complex in the United States has to start buying these deep freezers to store all these vaccines. That's something we're going to have to look into. And I thought about it, and I went, well, there you go again. It was kind of like when the head of the Homeland Security was on the board of the company that owned the body scanners when TSA basically signed the contract to buy all these body scanners for millions upon millions of dollars via the head of the DHS made insane amount of money, and then they end up saying, well, they're too dangerous, they're too much radiation. They scrapped them, put them in storage, and to my, my knowledge, they're there to date. And then they had another round of the radiation body scanner. So always remember, this entire thing is a fabrication to try to steal as much money as they can from the American populace and put everybody under as much control and fear. Is there a virus floating around? 100% absolutely. Should you make sure you use good sanitation and you take care of your body and you get adequate sleep and you don't eat a lot of sugar and you keep good amount of vitamin C and D3 in your body? Absolutely. You should be doing that all the time. There are always viruses out there that you're exposed to. But there is absolutely no reason to live in a state of fear right now over a media-induced fear porn narrative that they're trying to push on us right now. Because I have yet, I have yet to talk to one single person in the medical community that is saying, Austin, no, I'm serious. I work as a nurse. I work as a physician. Our hospital is overrun. We have people in the hallways. We have basically freezers outside for the morgues. We can't keep up with it. We're completely and totally overwhelmed. I have not talked to or found one single person that has been able to confirm that at all in any state. And I have contacts everywhere. So I'm telling you right now, from my opinion, my research, and my contacts, everything we're being told right now is a full-blown fear porn hyped lie and majority of these cases in my opinion and what I'm being told by a lot of physicians are flu cases but they're still being counted as COVID because the viral PCR test picks up on both as a single test positive regardless of its flu or if it's coronavirus so again keep your head up stay awake Stay alert. God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of love and of sound mind. And continue to stay awake and stand your ground and speak the truth about what's going on right now, Dad. You know, Austin, really well. I'm really good intro. Uh, you know, it's the truth. I mean, this, this, the, if you turn the media on, 
I had, I had John contact me. He said he went to a hotel last night. They didn't have TV, and he was in a city, and he turned the TV set on. He said it was just all fear porn, fear porn, fear porn. He said, no wonder yep. if you watch TV, you're scared half to death. I mean, the best thing you can do is turn off the TV like I did three years ago. I just shut the cable down. Sit the heck with it. The only I ever watched yep. was History Channel anyhow. And they started lying about everything on the History Channel. So I said, you know what? I'm done. Just done. Had enough of all of it. Quit. And uh, just do it on the Internet now and listen to my talk shows and stream a few movies here and there and, and do a few things here and there. And that's about it. Very Watch very, very little TV. I'm like Austin. We've got a really good DVD collection. And heck, you can buy DVDs now for $3. Really nice good quality brand new DVDs. I mean, so they're, they're dirt cheap and you have to, you don't have to continue to support the Hollywood Kabbalist filth program. By the way, a nurse in the Pfizer vaccine trial who worried that she had COVID-19 after developing the highest fever of her life after she was vaccinated. Now think about that for a second. She was fine until she got a vaccine. Christine Coley, assistant professor at the School of Nursing at UCLA, was a participant in Pfizer's coronavirus vaccine trial. After receiving the second jab, she experienced several side effects, including pain at the injection site, headache, nausea, and a fever 104.9 degrees. That's, by the way, very dangerous for an adult or even for a child. Coley said her symptoms disappeared within 24 hours, but she did worry she had contracted COVID-19. The nurse said the side effects are a natural response from the immune system, but worries that it will turn people off from getting vaccine. And she said that they're sending a wrong message if doctors don't warn of scary side effects. In other words, we have really bad side effects. Now they're actually admitting to it, but yet they still don't want the American population to know. Why is that? Well, because they want them to continue to be basically panicked by the fear porn and to take the vaccine. That's what this whole thing's about. Now, you know, it really bothers me more than anything else is this, Austin, is that, you know, these guys have so much money. I mean, they, they manufacture the stinking money. They print it out of nothing, fiat currency, and yet it's never enough money. I mean, it's, it's the craziest thing I've ever seen. How much do you need? How many billions in the bank do you need? How many billions do you need? One billion, ten billion, a hundred billion, do you need a trillion? Well, these guys have quadrillions of dollars and they own all the Federal Reserve banks over all the different countries in the entire world. But they still don't have enough money. And all they want to do is take us, the cattle, and force us deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper into debt. And the sad part about it is, is it's all about power and control. It's all about power and control. Uh, right now, a pathologist, a top pathologist has petitioned the Food and Drug Administration to halt the Pfizer emergency use authorization until the vaccine efficacy to prove that it works is confirmed. I mean, think about it. The major reason for petitioning the FDA for a stay of action is that the phase two-third clinical trial of the Pfizer vaccine used a presumptive RTQPCR diagnostic test. Connecticut pathologist Dr. Singhang Lee and Informed Consent Network have petitioned the U.S. Food and Drug Administration to stop this vaccine until an accurate count of COVID-19 cases in the vaccinated and placebo groups has been determined for vaccine efficacy and safety evaluation. We are asking the FDA to stay its decision regarding the emergency use authorization. So, I mean, this is insane. We have a vaccine that basically is being used that we haven't tested that could kill you for a disease that you don't know that you have unless you get tested for it. It's the stupidest thing I've ever heard in my entire life. But yet, this seems to be the way it's going right now as far as the reality that we have in the United States and in the entire world. By the way, you know, China basically, he had this, uh, you know, China and Trump. 
Trump decided to throw a bunch of sanctions on China. They decided to really hammer China. Remember, the World Bank and the Rothschild Banking Cartel controls all of that. It's the narrative controlled by those guys because the Bank of China is owned by the Rothschild Banking Cartel. Now, China trade surplus is setting record high as the world shuts down from pandemic. You hear what I just said? The world is shutting down. The Chinese trade surplus sets record high. Chinese trade surplus soared to record $75.4 billion in just November as exports surged 21.1% compared with a year ago, highlighting how the global plague, which doesn't exist, that started in China, which didn't happen, has enriched the Asian behemoth. Guys, it's crazy to me. We have a vaccine that's basically given to the Chinese people last year. They have a bunch of shedding from the vaccine, which causes a whole bunch of people to come out with this COVID disease, which then quickly mutates and comes to the United States as we left our airports open. Remember, we left the airports open for months when this stuff was supposed to be pouring into China. When my daughter flew back from Montana back in February, she was shocked that she was the only person who was on the airplane wearing a mask. And she said the Chinese were still pouring in and they were all wearing masks. Don't you find that interesting? Does anybody not find that as interesting as I do? And now all of a sudden we decide, decide to close the, the airflow, air, air flap tra- traffic down globally. So we've crushed the entire airlines industry now. And yet now China is making record money again while the entire planet is shut down. Now, you know what's interesting to me? You know, uh, I got this from an attorney friend of mine. And it's an, it's, it was a very interesting excerpt. And it says, bottom line, bookies in Vegas were raising the odds to 8 to 1 Trump win when Fox issued the magic words calling Arizona for Biden. At that point, three states with Trump leading suddenly stopped counting, sent home the poll watchers, did the magic ballots were counted, giving Biden a big lead when Trump's reopened. When Fox made the call for Arizona, suddenly the odds for Trump plummeted, and certain gamblers in the fix walked away with lots and lots of money. Isn't that another interesting analysis? Remember, the same thing happened in 9-11 with the airline stocks. All of this stuff, guys, and I tell you this, and I tell you this, and I tell you this, is run through the international banking cartels. That's who runs all of it. And they run the numbers. They run the bookies. They run everything. They run organized crime. Another letter just came in, and they had heard me on another talk show. They said, we'd love the alternative media that you do with other individuals, but we can't understand their glaring blindness about Trump. The only thing that they need to look and see is that he is a controlled puppet is the Las Vegas shooting leading to red flag gun laws and Operation Warp Speed. And now also what happened, I'm adding this, we had what happened down in Parkland, Florida, also led to the red flag gun laws. If Obama or Biden-Harris would have ever tried to bring us the MRA vaccine this quickly, the patriots would never have allowed it. If they would have tried to enact a red flag gun laws, there might have been civil war because of it. But what Trump allowed the patriots to do is to sit back, relax, eat Cheetos, and laugh as they watch the QAnon message boards waiting for the military courts to arrest the Clinton crime syndicate. What we are all watching is real time is the destruction of the republic, and in the process, a good men and women of the patriot community are going to the front lines for Trump, both in court and to the streets. But the only thing that they will have to show for it is that they're being first taken to the gulag. Vaccine certification cards are being administrated under the Trump administration. Operation Warp Speed is under Trump administration. The Trump administration pushed the red flag gun laws. 
really the only hope that we had was basically Melania. Hearing her talk so much, she was really awake to the things that were going on. But the bankers like Kushner, who's probably the Antichrist, have kept things moving in their direction. God bless. At least you're never short on topics during your radio broadcast. And that's from Zach. And, you know, he's absolutely right. We're never short of topics. Why? Because we realize that you need to know the truth of what's going on. That's why we bring you the up-to-date news and stories. And as our network gets bigger and bigger, Austin and I are both getting more and more and more feedback from listeners and health professionals and attorneys and all types of people all over the country who are continuing to tell us that we're directly on point. However, nobody else wants to talk about what we talk about. Why? Well, it's simple, isn't it? Because they don't want the blowback from the media that is Rothschild-controlled. Wow. Austin, what do you think of what's your next story? Uh, that's exactly right. And, you know, I've, I've gotten a couple emails on this slide that the FDA put together, and I wanted to verify to make sure it was actually legitimate. And from what I have found in my research, it's basically called it's the U- U.S. FDA Advisory Committee meeting titled Vaccines and Related Biological Products. It was presented online the end of October and included a 27-slide PowerPoint presentation by Steve Anderson, the Ph.D. MPP director. Now, it's interesting about this. On slide 16 that was leaked of his presentation, it includes what is called, and I quote, draft working list of possible adverse event outcomes associated with the intimate rollout of COVID-19 vaccines. And it's basically said it was subject to FDA safety surveillance. Now, what's crazy about it, and a lot of people have seen this now, I'll put the link on the website, I've seen slide 16 now, and death is obviously right at the top of one of the list as possible adverse event outcomes, pregnancy and birth outcomes, Guillain-Barr syndrome, convulsions, seizures, stroke, narcolepsy, pericarditis, autoimmune disorder, transverse mellitus, transverse mellitus, by the way, that is the side effect from one of the first Moderna clinical trials. If you guys remember, it was an individual. I forgot the state he was in. I talked about it right when it happened. It's when Moderna first halted. I think it was their phase one or phase two trial. And he came down with transverse mellitus. And what that is, it's where the immune system and a virus basically meet and they start attacking the myelin sheath in the central nervous system of the spine. Very, very painful. The myelin sheath is basically the sheath that covers the nerves. It eats through the myelin sheath and slowly paralyzes you. Now, it's interesting. I can't find anything about this guy and updates as far as how he's doing. You know, it, the, the topic came out about it that Moderna paused it. This guy basically went, you know, they didn't release his name and stuff. Can't find any information about him. From transverse mellitus, especially if it's a viral-induced transverse mellitus, in most cases, it's not reversible. And because this is an RNA vaccine, meaning it actually goes into and has a, a change in your genetic material, there's high probability it's eternal. It's not going to change. The symptoms you develop after an RNA vaccine are genetically irreversible, and that's even what Robert F. Kennedy Jr. said. And you essentially go paralyzed till you, you can't function. You're basically in bed paralyzed. You, you, don't, you can't even control bowel movements at the final phases of your life. Horrific way to die. And the other things they have in here, if you don't die from it, you, you basically are a vegetable the rest of your life. And then there's all these other things on this list, you know, like 21 other total conditions for FDA safety surveillance of the COVID-19 vaccine. Now, here's what you have to ask yourself. If 
there's a possibility that anybody could even get some of these side effects, much less death, from a rushed vaccine, why in the world wouldn't you halt it and hold off of it and do more long-term research? That's not a question. Seriously, the COVID deaths are not at pandemic levels at all under any circumstances. In fact, the flu's pretty much stopped. And it's funny, the, the nurse that I talked to at Lakeland Regional yesterday, I told you when I called her up, she even brought that up. She said, it's ironic. She goes, where'd the flu go this year? She goes, we literally don't hear about the flu cases at all. Like, the flu does not exist at all now. It's gone. And I said, yeah, I said, I find that very, very odd, and so does a lot of other people, considering the fact they're both viruses and the PCR test can show positive for both the flu or COVID, allegedly, now, from what we're finding. Meaning, how many of these people that are getting sick and getting pneumonia and having these symptoms simply just have another case of the flu and has nothing to do with COVID whatsoever? I don't know. That's that's the million-dollar question. So you have to continue to look at what's really going on because the FDA staff, from this slideshow, the FDA is clearly aware of the possible lethal side effects of the COVID vaccine. And obviously, they're preparing in advance to be on the lookout for other adverse events. If it is known that the product may cause harm, especially death in advance, and still release without the public being fully informed of these risks, this constitutes an egregious violation of the medical ethical principles established through the Nuremberg Code in order to prevent human rights violations. You can't just start injecting people with random compounds and say, whoops, sorry, we killed you or paralyzed you. We knew it was gonna do that, but we just kind of wanted to see if it would still happen. There's certain human rights violations that are not supposed to be stepped on. And obviously, this vaccine is very, very much pushing those lines and making them very, very blurry. And this is something that's really, really irritating to me because now you see the blitz in the mainstream media as they push the fear porn day in and day out. And that's exactly right. I tell everybody, dude, cut your internet off. Or not to cut your internet off, cut your TV off. It's a waste of money. It's like $50 a month down here, you know, for KF for cable. I don't have it. I haven't had cable in years. I can't say years ago. Gave my box back. Said, you guys are horrible. Horrible customer service. Horrible television. Horrible commercials. Everything's horrible. I'm not going to pay and support this anymore. So I basically have basic internet connection so I can work and stuff from the house. And like that said, I've got a lot of DVDs I've stored up. And the funny thing about it is a lot of people go, well, I just stream movies online. Here's the issue I have with streaming movies online. A, a lot of times you can't get the movies you want. Or B, you got to pay for them again which means you have them for 24 hours and then you can't ever watch them again, or you gotta download a bunch of them and pay a bunch of money for them. But the biggest thing to me is this. I like to be very self-sufficient and prepared. I'm very used to not having internet in the state of Florida. Every time we have a big storm or big hurricane, internet's gone. You, you don't, don't expect internet for a week, two weeks down here during a big hurricane, it's gone. Cell phone usage is very difficult. That's why I'm so big on comms and ham radio, being able to communicate as far as with you know communication radios. Because Internet's something we all take for granted as a way of life now we utilize all the time, but very few people realize what to do and actually how to handle themselves if they lose Internet for an extended period of time. But we've had it happen. So to me, if I'm in the house, I've got a generator running, we've got a hurricane, and we've had an Internet for a week or two, and everybody wants to chill out and cuddle up on the couch after working all day and watch a movie. Guess what? I've still got plenty of DVDs. I don't have to wait on streaming because guess what? Streaming doesn't work if you don't have the Internet. It's just my side note on that. <laughs> so, again, B, 
be prepared and be aware of what's really going on and understand there is a lot of propaganda right now with them telling you the vaccine's perfectly safe, the vaccine's perfectly safe. I've, I've watched articles and snippets on so many news outlets now doing research over last week where these figureheads come up. The vaccine's completely safe. There's no reason to question it. Facebook, we're going to ban all questioning of anti-vax narrative. You can't talk about anything anti-vax. YouTube, we're banning all anti-vax content. That's funny, isn't it? On an open marketplace, that they're going out of their way to intentionally delete and remove videos. Because here's the thing, here's my question. If the anti-vax videos and questioning the vaccines and the people that basically went out and said, you really need to look at what's in your vaccine, if they're complete and total lunatics, right? We're all nuts. And we're complete conspiracy theorists and everything we say is fake news. Why in the world do they care about taking it off? Why would they care? If they know it's all fake news and it's rubbish, as the prime minister in Australia said about the billboard two years ago that was put up that said, do you know what's in your vaccine? Question mark. That was it. Only thing that's on the billboard. So it's rubbish. We're not going to allow rubbish to be put up on billboards like that in Australia. That's a question, bro. I can't ask a question now. I can't simply ask you what's in this vial that you want to inject into my arm. I mean, What's the harm in that, right? You, you go buy a car, you ask him what motor's under the hood? Yeah, I want to know what motor's under the hood. What options does it have? Is that power windows? Yeah, I want to know what I'm buying when I get it. I want to know what you're injecting in my body when I go get it. But I'm not going to get it, I'm saying if you're going to do it. Why in the world are they so bent on trying to make sure nobody can talk about the truth? Well, it's very clear. Because the truth is starting to spread like a wildfire. Our listeners, our customers, our alternative media, everybody that's awake in this country is starting to push back really hard. And everybody's saying, no, we're not okay with this, y'all. We're not, we're not okay with this. We know what you're doing. Article came out yesterday from Yahoo News. It's interesting. And the title of it was, 33 million Californians face COVID-19 stay-at-home order will restrict movements and business. Representing 84% of the population, 33 million Californians will be subject to the new order. Funny how it's 33. And it says, and that's why it, I quote right here, the, the sentence in the beginning of the sentence, 33 million Californians will be subject to the new order. Think about that sentence for a second. 33 as in 33 with the Masons, the Masonic, all the gematria and all the weird stuff they do, 33 Californians will be subject to the new order. What are they trying to tell some Yahoo News? Because that wasn't an accident. 33 million? Nah, man. These guys are weird with numbers. They do stuff like this on purpose. They tell us what they're going to do before they're going to do it. Very strange times we're living in. But again, it's our duty right now and our generation to keep spreading the truth and continue to wake people up as much as you can. Take off a mask and say no. And like Dad said yesterday, I want to clarify this. If you have to go in for an emergency, something, I get it. I'm, I don't want people saying, well, I didn't go to the hospital while I was having you know, this issue because I wasn't going to wear a mask. If you have to do something very specific or you have to help somebody and you've got to wear a mask for a very brief period of time to basically get in the door and then take it off, if you've got to do that for a specific reason, whatever, I'm not going to give you a hard time about that. I'm not. Because I know sometimes that happens with certain people. However, to walk around in the Publix, to go into Sam's, walking around in the parking lot, pushing your shopping cart, and you're wearing a mask, going down the sidewalk, riding in the car, riding in the car by yourself? You joking me right now? No, 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 no. Last night, 
me and two of my buddies, we went to Cinemark, the only movie theater open in Central Florida right now. Only movie theater open, Cinemark. And they're doing throwback films. And, of course, they played the infamous Die Hard film, the first one with Bruce Willis. Always liked the film, very violent film, so don't lecture me about it. I already know that, but really good film. A lot of good weapons tactics. Done in 88, 1988. Year I was born, so, of course, it's a good movie. Well, they had it going. It's $5. Five dollars. Go see a movie in the movie theater that I've never got to see before. I was born that year. So we went and saw it, and uh, the manager was like the only one working. He had a mask on. And we walked in, and, you know, they had signs on the door, you know, mask required. So we walked in, of course, we none of them had a mask. He didn't say, he didn't say anything to us about a mask. And I looked at him and said, dude, when they, there's nobody in here. I said, why are you wearing a mask? He says, man, he's like, I'm just trying to keep my job right now. He goes, this place is a ghost town. He goes, it's absolutely useless for me to wear a mask in here. He's like, I get it. He goes, I, trust me. He goes, I don't want an argument. I don't want a lecture. I don't care if y'all wear a mask. Do whatever you want. Thank you for coming in here. If you want to buy some drinks or buy some food, let me know if you want anything. I'll take care of you. So I, I got like a water. Just honestly, I bought it mainly to support him. My other buddies bought a couple little things. And we went and watched the movie. Actually, an older guy came in and watched the movie. So it was us three and this one guy in the movie. And, you know, we got done, and the place was empty. And all the, all, the, all the theaters were shut down. All the screens were shut down. And I thought to myself, wow, you know, this industry that used to be so cool, you know, going to the movies. I, I remember going to the movies on a Friday night, and the place is packed. you got to pre-order tickets because every single seat is sold out in advance. I mean, that's how busy these places used to be. So now you go and it's a ghost town, literally. I mean, it's like a private movie theater we're in. And so this is what they're trying to do. This is what the agenda is. So I continue to encourage people, support businesses that stand up for your right, especially yes. businesses that aren't going in and trying to force you to wear masks or eject you from the building or call the cops or threaten to call law enforcement. Because I'm telling you right now, companies that do that, I'm done with them. But companies that will support me and support my right and say, hey, you know what? We're open for business. Please come support us. We're not going to give you a hard time. I encourage people to do that, and I encourage everybody to continue to speak your mind, Dad. Uh, well said, Austin. Also, what you can do, too, if you've got to go to Costco or Sam's or someplace like that and you have a business and you have to get supplies, just have them bring it outside to you. They do that now. Just put the order in, call in advance, say, I need this product, this product, this product, this product. I'm going to put it on my credit card. Please bring it outside for me. And they will. They'll just bring it out for you. They'll bring it curb service. So there's no reason to go in and be basically a sheeple and wear a mask. Just as long as they're offering curb service, take advantage of it. I mean, gosh, guys, how convenient is that? You don't have to get out of the vehicle. You sit there and, you know, work on your emails or whatever you're going to do. Oh, by the way, my emails that are basically not counted now or that I have in my inbox is over 30,000. So, uh, I guess you guys are going to keep sending me emails, but that, <laughs> that's okay. I've got 30,000 to catch up on. So if you send me an email, don't fuss at me, okay? Because I'm, I'm at 30,000 behind now. Uh, Sharon also is having to do a little bit of adjustment on the Instagram. She's having to like give you guys thumbs up and stuff and let it sort of detailed explanations because it was taking her so much time every day to do that. And the FT Brewer Instagram account that we're really using it'll tell you if I'm going to be on a show like the other night I was on with Jeff Rents. And so we sent it, you know, I found out at the last minute Jeff needed me on. He wanted me on. So I, we sent an Instagram. I said, hey, I'm going to be on Jeff Rents in a little bit. So stay tuned with us. Stay caught up with us. Get your updates from us, and we can do a lot of that through Instagram. So thank you so much, ST Brewer, for joining you know us on the that account. By the way, uh, here's an article in Breitbart. The guy, the author's a guy named by the name of Nolte, and he says the movie theaters brought a lot of problems on themselves. Now, 
you know, I'm going to stop here for a second. No, they didn't. No, they didn't. COVID did this. Movie theaters are in more trouble than they are any other time in their 100-year history, thanks to the coronavirus. Those theater clan chains that haven't filed for bankruptcy are teetering. Even where theaters are open, people aren't coming. Absolutely. Guys, I apologize about that. It looks like we had a communication drop off on our whole system here. We're back up and running. Thank you again for your patience, obviously. Exactly what I was just saying a few minutes ago, we base our lives on the Internet, and the problem is the Internet is completely and totally volatile, very often. <laughs> so also, too, in other news, this is something that keeps getting brought up, and I keep hearing reports on it, and it's not just China. This has been going on for years. They're saying that an army of biologically enhanced super soldiers is basically being done with China using gene editing to make the military stronger and more powerful. Now, here's the thing about this. This, again, is a China narrative. Now, you guys know me. I'm not a fan of the Chinese communist regime whatsoever. However, China is doing this but the U.S. is also doing this. Israel's also doing this. Russia's also doing this. All these main superpowers have been working on super soldiers and gene editing for decades. This is not new technology. This is like the CRISPR-9 gene editing that I've talked about in detail, where you go in and you actually start rewriting segments of people's DNA. This is very uh, uh, very clearly shown if you watch the last uh, Bourne movie. I think it was the Bourne Ultimatum, the Bourne Supremacy. I, I don't remember which one, but they go in there and they actually go into a little correct. more detail in that film about what they're doing to the people and the guys and the soldiers and making them super soldiers. So just understand, this isn't the Chinese narrative pushing this. All the countries are starting to do this because they want to genetically modify individuals to do what they want and make soldiers basically working drones. Do we have you back online, Dad? I, I'm right, back that's a loss. Hear me? I'm here. I hear I'm you back. now. I apologize, guys. You, my turn, Austin. Yeah, but I can keep going. I, you're you're no, no, losing I'm it. back on again. But I, I don't know. I was talking about the movie theaters brought a lot of problems on themselves and, and how basically these guys in Hollywood hate Jesus so much. It's unbelievable. And now all of a sudden the their own groups of people are turning on them also. By the way, California Bishop has come in and said now that you cannot – use or inject a coronavirus vaccine into your body that contains aborted fetal cells. I'm really glad he's doing that. It's really nice to see a California bishop actually taking a stand for what's going on. Also, this is another interesting article, and it's from State Attorney General Dana Nessel, super liberal, lesbian, feminist, Democrat from Michigan had a public meltdown over the weekend after President Trump wished his supporters Merry Christmas. Now, you know, this lady... Okay, I'm going to be careful. I don't want to say any bad words. While campaigning in Georgia on behalf of two Republicans who appear to be in two tight U.S. Senate races that will determine the control of the Senate, Trump said to his massive crowd, let me begin by wishing you all a very Merry Christmas. Okay. Now, in a deleted treat, this neurotic nestle completely freaked out over this with a tweet that reeks in equal parts of desperate insecurity and seething intolerance. Here's what she said, quote, I remember the first time I was in a store with my son and an employee said, Merry Christmas to us. My son looked devastated and asked, are we the only people who don't celebrate Christmas? I answered, no, and we are just as American as everyone else. 
Now, she absolutely hates Christ. Now, why is that? So what I did, I went ahead and looked her up. I went to Daniel Wessel Nestle on Wikipedia. You're going to love this lady. She's just absolutely out there. Born in 1969, she's an American lawyer, of course she is, and politician, who is the 54th Attorney General of Michigan. She's also a member of the Democratic Party. Nestle is the second openly gay person elected Attorney General of a state in the United States as well as the first openly LGBTQ person elected to statewide office in Michigan. She is also the first Jew elected Attorney General of Michigan. In 2014, Nestle successfully argued for the plaintiffs in DeBoer versus Snyder, which declared that Michigan's ban on same-sex marriage was unconstitutional. The case was eventually combined with others and appealed to the United States Supreme Court, Oberfell versus Hodges, which legalized same-sex marriage in the United States. In 2016, she founded Fair Michigan, a nonprofit organization that works to prosecute hate crimes against the LGBTQ community. Wow, you talk about out there. This lady is, well, she's not really a lady. This woman is way, well, she probably doesn't want to be called a woman either. This, it is so far out there, it blew my mind when I saw it. Now, let me stop for one second about this, say something about this. Hanukkah, I can say to people, Happy Hanukkah, Merry Christmas, whatever. Nobody really gets angry about it as far as I know. But this lady seeds what she says when someone says Merry Christmas to her. Like Donald Trump didn't have a right to address his base, which was primarily Christians, she's seething, seething that he did this. Now, here's what I've got to say. How much of this stuff... It's politically based and politically motivated. Yesterday we told you guys that many of the houses in Congress apparently now have been hacked. And many of these people have basically been put into power who basically haven't been voted in because of election fraud. And I'm sure this attorney general was appointed in this state. But don't they have any type of standards to try to make people actually be more relating to other individuals in any of these positions of power they're put into in these different states, or they don't care how they feel about other groups of people. It's, as long as they have good, strong hatred towards certain groups, they can go ahead and go into power. You know, it's funny. She sets up a foundation, basically, a nonprofit organization, according to Wikipedia, to, to basically prosecute hate crimes, right? She basically wants to prosecute hate crimes according to Wikipedia. It's called Fair Michigan. But yet, she's prosecuting hate crimes for the LGBTQ community. This is right out of Wikipedia. But yet, she'll sit there and actually hate on Donald Trump and hate on Christians for saying Merry Christmas. This doesn't make any sense to me. So where are we going in the United States, and why is this happening everywhere? By the way, <laughs> Zero Hedge came out with another article this morning. It says another airline is announcing COVID passports will be essential and will be required for travel. It's an airline out of the Philippines. And guys, let me think about it for a second. Where are they going to take this? Well, they're going to take it where everybody has to have this passport, which, by the way, is being done under Donald Trump. You know, he hasn't signed an executive order to stop this. He hasn't done that, has he, guys? He hasn't signed an executive order yet to make the COVID vaccine basically, you know, if you want to take it, you can. If you don't want to take it, if you don't, well, you don't have to. He hasn't signed an executive order to make it optional. He hasn't done any of that. And what, what's going to happen because of all of this power that they've been given to this Operation Warp Speed now with the military involved, if Biden came in 
or if Trump stays in or whatever, if they wanted to make it so you were forced to take it or you couldn't travel or you couldn't go to a grocery store, they could do it. You know, it's just crazy. I, and I, I, I warned everybody when they signed the Patriot Act. I said, guys, it's giving too much power to the executive branch. Way too much power to the executive branch of the United States. By the way, hey, uh, one of the top people in my, one of the, one of the top people up in Tallahassee now has been raided and that she's been putting out all of this fake information underneath basically DeSantis saying, giving these ridiculous amounts of COVID information that is not even accurate in the state of Florida and DeSantis has had enough of it and DeSantis has now come in and basically had her arrested for computer hacking. Absolutely had her arrested for computer hacking. And you think, what in the world's going on? Why are people doing this? Why are they putting out information? Well, let me explain something to you. There are some people out there, they just want to do what they want to do whenever they want to do it. They don't care about the truth. In fact, this article says, did COVID data whistleblower hack Florida's emergency alert system and the police raid, raid their homes? And so what's interesting about this is, if you look at who she is on the Ocala Post, she's also the same woman. <laughs> Her name is Rebecca Jones, and she created revenge, a revenge site and posted nudes of a man. This is what this woman did. And she was fired because she was angry at this guy. Said a police report obtained by Ocala Post from Tallahassee shows that Rebecca Jones, the woman who claimed she was fired from DOH for refusing to falsify COVID-19 data, has had an open criminal investigation for sexual cyber harassment and cyber stalking. She's got a lot of credibility. These charges came after a man who previously had a restraining order against her said that she created a revenge porn site and posted nude photos of him. According to the police report, Jones shared the website with the man's employer, family, and friends. And, of course, she pleaded not guilty to those charges, too. This is one of those Jezebels. And they get, you know, and I don't know why they get like this, because, you know, sometimes guys get like this, too. No no offense, but guys do it, too, sometimes. And they just get to a point where they get like a, they get an axe to grind, and they just go after somebody full tilt, full throttle, and they don't even think about the consequences of being put in jail or arrested. You know, they think they can do whatever they want to do and attack anybody they want to attack on the Internet, and it's okay. And it's amazing to me. I'm so glad that DeSantis fired her. Now they actually had a – they went to her door, took her 20 minutes, answered. I'll give the police credit up there in Tallahassee. They were pretty nice. They didn't kick the door in. They kept knocking on the door. They had a, they had a search warrant. They came and seized her computers where they claimed that she was hacking into the state systems because, you know, she had worked for them and sending out emails to state employees basically saying that the coronavirus was being basically manipulated by the state of Florida. It was worse than they said it was being. And now the state of Florida has come in and arrested her and taken her in. And she said, they've seized all of her equipment. And she says, as of Monday morning, I'll be back by my computers again. I'm going to do the same thing all over again. She's sitting there saying right again that she's going to do the same thing all over again and thinks there's no consequences for this. You know, my daughter, my 17-year-old daughter, and I had a conversation a few weeks ago. And I said, one of the things that you learn as you grow older is that there are consequences to your actions. When you make decisions that affect other people, there's always blowback and there's always consequences. And there's always good consequences and there could be bad consequences. There could be neutral consequences, but there's always consequences. But this lady thinks that she can do whatever she wants to do and continue to do all of this stuff and it's going to be okay. And the sad part about all of this stuff, Austin, is that, you know, a lot of people are like that. 
they think that they can go ahead and tell people they've got to wear their, their mask, they've got to wear this, they've got to do this, and they don't think about bacterial pneumonia. They don't think about a person having O2 levels and having have decreased and having CO2 levels going up and causing that person to have a heart attack. And yet you see them in the stores chasing people around. Put your mask on, peasant. And the problem, half the time the people who are yelling and telling you to put the mask on, they got their mask under their nose anyhow. They're not even wearing their mask properly. It's the nuttiest thing I've ever seen. We've turned into an entire country of just basically tattletales is what we are. And the sad part about it is we, the people of the United States, one of the key things we've always had here in the United States was freedom. Freedom to do what's right. Freedom to know that, hey, if we do what's right and we pay our bills and we pay our taxes and we do everything we're supposed to do, we're going to be okay. But now, guys, it's not working out like that right now because the fear porn is basically paralyzed the people in the United States and making people just kind of go nuts, to be honest with you. And I see it over and over and over and over again. By the way, a cowardly Antifa group. <laughs> they jumped on a bunch of, uh, uh, I guess, uh, how would you say, uh, Trump supporters that were willing to fight back, and they scattered like cockroaches after they foolishly attacked a group of Trump supporters that were willing and able to fight back. Independent reporter Andy Nego has spent years covering Antifa cowards who typically travel in large packs and violently attack small groups of Trump supporters. Today in the capital city of Olympia, Washington, a group of Antifa thugs attempted to attack a group of male Trump supporters. Antifa terrorists, who typically attack smaller groups of people, can't defend themselves, were ill-prepared for the group of alpha male Trump supporters who had little patience for the mask-wearing anti-American punks. And so it ended up going badly for the Antifa supporters, which is what, you know, you have to do. You get pushed in a corner, you get poked with a stick, and you're going to fight back. And these guys don't have the right to treat us like that or to talk to us like that or to basically force us into a corner like that, expect us to take it, and especially start hitting on us. It doesn't work that way for anybody. Guys, I want to thank you. Sorry that we had a problem with the Internet today. I want to thank you so much for supporting the Ted Austin Brewer Show. Thank you for supporting Health Masters. You guys are absolutely awesome. I love you guys. And Austin, finish it up, and I'll talk to you guys tomorrow. Oh, by the way, we did have a chance to pray for you this morning, too. Yes, also, too, in other news, as you know, Seattle has been one of the major far-left cities that has been ranting and raving about defunding the police and replacing them with social workers over the last six months. And apparently they have started doing that. Now there's an incident that just occurred. It's really not funny. It's actually quite sad, but it just shows you the, <laughs> the idiotic behavior and the lunacy of believing that you can send social workers in to de-escalate violent situations. Apparently they sent a social worker in to handle a call, a violent call, and the guy basically that was there when she showed up stabbed her to death, killed her. Horrible. And uh, so now I don't know if they're going to send a social worker to work the homicide. I, I, don't, I don't know how this works anymore. You start sending unarmed civilians that have no idea how to deal with violent individuals and criminals and tell them, hey, you just need to de-escalate it. Just, just talk them down. Um, that's great on paper. That sounds great in fantasy land, except the problem is the only thing that some people understand is greater overwhelming violence. It's sad. It's not a world that we want to admit it's like, but that is what it is. That's why superior firepower almost always wins in the first 30 seconds of any firefight. Because once you can show overwhelming superior firepower or violence, you generally can take the aggressive lead on the situation. 
Now, again, does that need to be used all the time in a civilian manner with law enforcement? Absolutely not. But the problem is if you go to a call and somebody pulls out a butcher knife and starts charging at you, they're probably not charging at you because they want to give you a hug. They're probably charging at you because they want to do great bodily harm to you. And there's a fine line between trying to talk to somebody down from a situation and having to defend yourself or protect somebody else from a violent criminal. And for some reason, the individuals that want to run around and defund law enforcement don't understand that concept. Do I think there needs to be some type of reform in certain cities with some of these really corrupt law enforcement? Absolutely. But defunding and basically removing the funds of law enforcement that are already very poorly paid in some areas and telling them they can't do anything and removing them from the cities, that doesn't help either. There's a very fine line between law enforcement and police state, and it's a pretty easy line to find. The problem is either cities want to go the far right and turn them into a full-blown police state or go far left and turn them into this idyllic utopia where there's no law enforcement and then that's what you have when social workers show up to de-escalate and they get stabbed. So, very sad situation to see that, but not surprising. Also, too, in other news, they're now saying, they're expecting from analysis from Feeding America, they're saying that food insecurity will hit 60 million people in the United States this year, with an increase of 17 million before any other time in history. Current history in the United States. And this is because Restaurants are being shuttered. Supermarkets are being shut down, like in New Mexico. I told you guys about that. Albertsons, Walmart, you know, local stores being shut down because a few people test positive. Uh, this is, uh, again, done systematically to control the populace. I've said this before, and I will say it again. One of the easiest ways to control a group of people is control the food. Very easy to do. You control the food, you pretty much can control what people do and they don't do. That's why it's so important that you stay not only very well-armed, very well armed, but you also have some backup food to keep you self-sufficient, whether that's you want to keep a stockpile of MREs or beans and rice or organic food buckets like we have, and we have different ones on sale, or the meat buckets. My opinion, I like to have a variety of different things. I really do. I like to have different foods, different areas, and have you know multiple options. That way, if something goes wrong and you lose one, or something goes bad, or something gets broken into by a rat, you're not having all of your food gone in one area. So the organic food buckets are fantastic. They're really easy to make. They taste good. If you want something really fast, you can buy some MREs. Probably a lot of those they have, you know, a lot of a lot of preservatives in them. It's just what it is to keep them stable. But again, if you got to have food, you got to have food at some point, or some organic beans and rice in buckets, or all the above. But get something, please. Steve told me that yesterday he had a guy call in basically wanting to buy a couple buckets and uh, he told me the same thing. He goes, yeah, I'm, I'm supplementing you know, a bunch of these organic food buckets you guys have. I'm buying some organic beans and rice that I'm storing in some other buckets that I have and I'm just, I'm having different, you know, a variety of things and I said, that's, that's the best thing to do because I'll tell you right now, in the near future, we're going to have a very, very situ- serious situation with food and, you know, instead of going out somewhere and going and buying this or buying that right now, go out and spend 50 bucks on a little bit of food. Go out and spend a couple hundred dollars on some food get some stuff stored up and be prepared we're really about that down in florida because of all the hurricanes and stuff we deal with but a lot of other areas around the country people have gotten too complacent with not having any type of food or backup water or backup filtration or anything just because they think hey i can go to the store and buy it guys 
thank you for the support. Thank you for staying prepared. Thank you for speaking the truth and waking more people up. We can't do it without you. We can do the best we can, but it's going to take an effort on all of us. And I'm telling you right now, from what I'm seeing, people are waking up and they're standing up and saying no. Say no to the mask. Say no to the vaccine. You have a right to get sent. You have a right to say no. Always remember that. Thank you again for the continued support. You need anything, healthmasters.com. Ultimate Multiple Powder on our winter sale right now for 20% off. Be sure to check that out. If you need anything, give us a call. Healthmasters.com. Have a blessed, safe, awesome night. We'll talk to you again tomorrow as always.